Welcome to episode 37 of A-Politic. We are engaged in progressive discussion of politics for people who hate politics in about 5 to 10 minutes. We try to keep it short and to the point. We encourage people and empower them. We're attempting to promote a transformation of our society for the benefit of everyone in the society. The goal in the podcast is to encourage voter registration and voter participation in a process of reducing the conflict and division of our society. What we're hoping to do is encourage you to get informed about the issues. Society needs, as a whole, each and every one of us, to vote based on making informed choices. And that means really looking into the issues and not being fooled by all the misinformation available in the media. Some of it is accurate and true, and some of it is not. So we have to very carefully analyze the information that we use to form our opinions and our votes. A politic pledges to give high-quality information that is not biased toward a political party. We're going to look at various topics through the lenses of progressive principles as we're looking at issues, policies, and programs. We want to examine these topics using real stories and real people. Again, all in relation to our progressive principles. We're going to join Steve in a discussion of the issue of propaganda in the media, and specifically the strategy known as Firehose of Falsehood. The strategy was first devised by the Russian government as a way to keep the Russian people bound up in falsehood and deception. Firehose of Falsehood is also a violation of progressive principle number three, which increases civic and political engagement within a culture of respectful civil discourse. You can't claim to be respectful of your fellow citizens if you're not telling them the truth. This fire hose of falsehood strategy was also employed by our 45th president, Donald Trump, and it has resulted in about 60 million Americans believing in December of 2020 that the 2020 election was stolen away from President Trump. This is only one of thousands of examples of what President Trump called creative hyperbole in his best-selling book, by the way, a book that he did not write, but rather dictated to his ghostwriter, Tony Schwartz, The Art of the Deal. The Washington Post tells us that they have chronicled more than 22,000 lies during Trump's presidency. That may be a true number, or it may be lower or higher than that number. But this is certainly unprecedented in our history. So thank you for joining us, and we're looking forward to our discussion. Well, here we are at... uh, 
episode 37 of A Politic, and good morning, Steve. Good morning, Bill. And today's topic is how we deal with and understand what we have been through in the last four years. Um, now, some people are convinced that our president, Donald Trump, has been a misunderstood and persecuted individual. And those people voted for President Trump's reelection. And I believe there were something on the order of 74 million people that voted for him and felt that he was the best thing since sliced bread. And he certainly agrees. As a matter of fact, he even felt that he was reelected, but the system, whatever that is, the people that are part of the deep state, the people that are part of the international conspiracy to destroy the United States and turn it into some kind of uh, vassal state of a international conspiracy, believe that Trump was robbed in the election. However, there's another view. And that view is that Donald Trump has been engaging in a systematic campaign to misinform the public, to confuse the public. And I'm wondering, Steve, what is your view on that? They call that the firehood of falsehood. What is your view on that point? Well, I, I would agree that um, the, the real end game in all of Mr. Trump's attempts here is to kind of muddy the waters so that fact and fiction get so thoroughly mixed together that the public, which in most instances have other things to do in their lives, will be so inundated with the confusion that it's easier to just accept the those uh, sources of information that you trust in, in the nature of the world of information that you're never really going to question or critique or search out whether or not uh, what you're reading and understanding to be quote unquote the truth is such. And the end game of that kind of equation is to continue to constantly muddy the waters sufficiently enough that most people who have busy lives are going to just accept what they want to believe without really critiquing the elements of the information sufficiently enough to say, wait a second, that's not quite true. And so as time goes on, the who benefits? in the end by the constant confusion, the constant uh, uh, inability to get to the, the source of a fact. And that is uh, uh, the, the current outgoing president, because if, he, if, 
he can remain, quote unquote, as they say, agitator in chief, he then becomes a voice that people will constantly look to once he's no longer president as being a source of relevant, credible information. And as history has already in, shown us, um, he, he thrives on confusing the public with as much disinformation and uh, the fire hose of disinformation becomes a tool and uh, you know just keep them all guessing and uh, uh, inundated with so many facts that you have to determine what is true and what is not uh, people just throw their hands up in the air and just say well if he said it's true uh, that's all I need to know and so everybody goes to the corner that um they go to for their information and their fact checking. And um, uh, there are forces that uh, like to continue to engender the, the confusion. And um, the question then becomes who benefits by this perpetual confusion in, in the marketplace of ideas and, and information? Okay. Well, actually, I think it's also important for us to define our terms a little bit. Um, and we're gonna be referring to some articles that will be in the show notes. But the fire, the fire hose of falsehood is actually a technique. Um, and it was employed by the Soviet Union as a upgrade of the type of um, misinformation that we would consider propaganda. We saw propaganda being used in really all over the world to misinform the public. But the, pro the firehood of falsehood idea is that it's not aiming to persuade the public of something that is false, although that is a welcome tech result, but rather this floods the information environment with so many lies, half-truths, and theories that the public becomes disoriented, confused, and distrustful of everyone. So we have to recognize here that we're dealing with a campaign we are in, in a sense, a uh, information war between more accurate and less accurate information. Well, in your show notes, or the show notes that are in this particular episode, um, there is a reference to to the the end game in a lot of a lot of this um, equation, and that is as uh, the, the the one point that was referenced is that if you convince enough individuals in in the public mind that that in this instance the last presidential election the result is 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 in doubt and you can never really know for sure what the true outcome is it's not the end who won or who lost it's constantly sowing the seed of, well, the whole process is skewed, and why do you even want to participate? And so in a democracy, which depends on public participation, if people just throw their hands up in the air over time and say, look, this is, this is all 
confusing. You know, uh, I, I just really think the whole thing is is uh, a falsehood. Then the participation drops, and people don't become active in their democratic small d public life. And there there are forces in the culture that benefit by less and less participation on behalf of the general public. And then the population of people you need to convince and turn out for your particular perspective becomes smaller and smaller in order to achieve victory. And uh, that becomes um, very problematic for a society that is based on uh, the sovereign being the public rather than having a king or an emperor or a, uh, a czar. Yeah. And apparently the Washington Post has calculated that in the period of time that Donald Trump has been president, as of election day, the president has made around 25,000 false and misleading claims. So that's a pretty substantial number and over time I think we're going to be um, given clarity about whether that number is approximately accurate or not. So the story is not complete, but I thought there was a very interesting observation made about this whole thing in the article which we'll be quoting, which was from the election law blog. And it said, and I don't know if you heard about this, Steve, that amid the confusion and contradiction, it was little wonder that Senator John Kennedy, Republican of Louisiana, parroted Kremlin disinformation about whether the Russian operatives had act and released Democratic emails before the 2016 election. He said, I don't know, nor do you, nor do any of us. I don't know if you remember that statement, but I do remember. Oh, yeah, because it, it, it basically underscores the end game that is trying to be uh, achieved here, and that is it's all about sowing doubt. A definitive answer, one way or the other, is is anathema to the, to the, the philosophy of just constantly keeping people wondering, questioning, and the question after that is who benefits? What forces in a, a democratic society or uh, loses out if indeed people just toss their hands up in the air and say, well, you know, you really can't determine it one way or the other, so it either is or it isn't. And so just by sowing the seed of doubt, you over time uh, sow you know, lack of wanting to participate in the process because you're saying, you know, what in the end does it matter? Because it's all rigged anyways. And the question then again comes back to who benefits, what forces benefit by the, the, the disinterest and lack of wanting to participate in a process that people believe wrongly is uh, invalid. Yeah. And in a democracy, that is not that is not a good um, a good element in the mix. Yes. Well, that is where we'll end it for today. But we will come back to this 
as uh, circumstances warrant. Thank you, Steve. Uh, thank you as well, Bill, and uh, you stay safe out there. Thank you for joining us for episode 37 of A Politic. As you can see, if the United States does not reclaim the necessity of public servants telling the truth, we will be suffering greatly from lying liars. We don't know if the new administration will be telling the truth or not. We must check them out and look at what's being said and evaluate it whether or not it seems true. We can't blindly trust the media. All we can do is do a lot of cross-checking to see if what's being told is consistent, reliable, and valid. But you must decide how we in this country will respond to the issue of truth-telling, and then you must vote. Because how you vote determines our future. Again, I'm talking to all you people who haven't been voting. That 33 to 40% who just haven't felt like taking the time and trouble to become informed on the issues and then casting your ballot. You are the ones who will control the balance of power in the United States over the next 20 to 30 to 40 years. Good luck. Now we're going to move on to another topic in the next podcast, so we'll look forward to seeing you in episode 38. Have a great rest of your day.